What's up, everybody? I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life and whatever else comes up. We take a no-bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. Go, go, go. Welcome back to another riveting episode of Rewriting Her Story episode 18 I was just gonna say do you know what number we're on 18 or 19 19 19 holy smokes holy Toledo (laughs) I'm so excited we are almost at 20 dude Mm. when was the last time you checked the streams oh it's been a little bit I don't want to open it now because you know internet connection but I feel like whenever I sent it to you last maybe like a week ago Uh or earlier this week Maybe earlier this week, I think. No, last week. We've got to be. We've got to be close to twenty-five. Well, now I feel like I need to look because. Uh-huh. Well, I'm don't gonna, do I'm it. Doing it my phone. I'm oh, doing it for my phone. phone. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, it's gonna get thrown off. No. Uh, oops. Anyways, while Stephanie is so looking at that. Oh. <laughs> this doesn't tell me the exact number sure. on, like, my phone, but it says 2.4 thousand. Hey! We are so, so close to 2,500. 2, there we go. 2,500. Uh, did you ever think that we would be this far? No. Not that I didn't have faith in us, right? right. But when you first start out, you don't really know what to expect, you right. know? I think we both went into it like, hey, if we at least get to sit down and talk about things and, right. and a couple people want to listen, that'll be cool. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Well, ladies and gents and everyone in between, today we are going to talk about validation. And I am going to label it as such. Um, we're going to get into some types of validation, internal versus external. Um, this was a topic brought up by Steph and her wanting to take it a little further too of the internal versus the external validation. So to start us off, cause Steph and I love a good definition, love a good definition. I pulled out the Encyclopedia Britannica for this. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Just Googled it. I, God, I was going to say, Google. nobody's even going to know what you're talking about unless yeah, they're around our age. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, validation, noun, the action of checking or proving the validity or accuracy of something. The action of making or declaring something legally or officially acceptable. Recognition or affirmation that a person or their feelings or opinions are valid or worthwhile. Which clearly... We're looking for the third definition. Absolutely. But even still, I feel like the first two absolutely could apply as well. Like the action of checking or proving the validity or accuracy of something. Of like seeing if our feelings are, you know, valid in this situation. Well, yeah, I'm a, excuse me, I'm a human having a, a human experience, an emotional reaction. So yes, my feelings are valid. Like Steph and I were saying before we started, um, to get on and record, it's, your feelings are always valid. It is whether or not they fit the facts of the situation to be able to then prove whether they um, are justified for the situation. So just because a feeling may not be justified for a certain situation doesn't mean it's not valid. You're allowed to feel how you feel. Does that make sense? Well, I also think it's important for people to understand that 
trying to figure out whether or not your feelings are valid isn't fair to yourself, right? Like Mario just said, your feelings are always valid. What you need to check when you're trying to like really check yourself is your reaction to those feelings, right? How you respond to them. Mm -hmm. Is that reaction justified? Is that reaction necessary? What could I have done differently? X, Y, Z. But please know whatever the fuck you're feeling, whenever the fuck you're feeling it, it's valid. You're having a human experience and it's valid. Yes. So let's go to internal validation. So what is internal validation to you? To me personally, and when I teach my clients, it's more so being able to be like your own hype person, right? Your own support person, Mm -hmm. getting that, I think it goes with like intrinsic motivation too, right? Like that drive, that want to go further, that want to be able to tell yourself like, oh my God, you did a great job. Like you nailed that. That's amazing. Or I'm so proud of you. Like to yourself, that's not an easy thing, right? Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I talk a lot with clients about how it becomes a habit to kind of berate yourself, right? And talk shit to yourself as a way to motivate yourself. Yes. When you can internally validate yourself and say, hey, you had a hard day. It's okay. Tomorrow's a new day. You're going to get a much better response then you fucking lazy ass piece of shit. You didn't do mm-hmm. shit all day. What the fuck is wrong with you? Right? right. And so I know that's how not you and I speak to ourselves, but like, that's kind of like the internal dialogue of like the swearing and whatnot. But like, even sure. that, even that, like, oh, that was such a stupid mistake. I can't believe that I did that. I'm so stupid. How could I have let that happen? Blah, blah, blah. Even if it is just that, that over a a long exposure is going to create just this negative sense of self, this negative self-image, lack of confidence, because we're not being nice to ourselves. And that, to me, is also a part of validation, right? Be nice to your fucking self. There's a reason why something happened or why a situation turned out the way that that it did, why you experienced something it's a learning experience. It doesn't have to be like, how could you be so fucking stupid? Blah, 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 blah. Cause then mm-hmm. we're going to go into the shame spiral and then, Oh, then we've, you know, we're not going to tell anybody because then I feel like if I tell somebody, then nobody's going to understand. Nobody's going to know who, um, where I'm coming from or how I feel or blah, blah, blah. Case in point. Oh my gosh. Perfect. Perfect. little connection here. The whole free Britney, Mm-hmm. you know, movement is going on. Right. And absolutely rightfully so. I think that she should be fucking let out of her conservatorship. I don't even understand wh- why it has gone on this way. But so one of the things she was talking about in, um, the leaked audio was like, I didn't think anybody was going to believe me. I didn't think anybody mm-hmm. was going to think that I, what I was saying was valid of like that, you know, Oh, she's Brittany. She has everything, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. That is that armoring up in sh- or not armoring up. That is that, that shame spiral, right. Of thinking no one is going to be there with me no one's going to understand no one's going to get it so what if instead of oh I'm so stupid I messed up that was such a stupid stupid on my part like I'm I'm so dumb what if it was hey this was an honest mistake and it wasn't our best work and we can do better tomorrow the situation is what it is it lies where it lies today Mm -hmm. and I can try again tomorrow two entirely different schools of thought, two entirely different reactions, two entirely different nights then had when you go home and then two entirely different, you know, thought processes when you go to sleep. And then when you wake up two entirely different days the next day. Sure. And I think if you're going with the idea of the repetitive, I'm so stupid, I'm so stupid. Why do I keep doing this? Mm -hmm. Right. You're validating 
that you're stupid, mm-hmm. right? And then your brain's going to believe that you are, in fact, stupid. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you're always going to go. And so in order to change that, is it going to feel weird? Yeah, because you're not used to it. Thus far, you've practiced being mean to yourself. Mm-hmm. Now you have to practice coming to yourself with compassion. And I talk to clients a lot about how it feels like a lie, right? I mean, it's yes. the same thing for me when I was trying to change my mindset. And I'm like, I have control over this. I can do this. In my head, I'm like, bitch, if you don't shut the fuck up, this is not <laughs> you. Like, you're a negative bitch. That's who you are, right? Because that's how I felt I was going to be forever. Yeah. I just was convinced that that's how life was going to be living with depression until I made the choice to be like, but I don't have to be like that, mm-hmm. right? It's not really serving me a purpose. So let me see what this new let me see what this new shit feels like. It feels good. It feels great. Are there times that maybe, I don't want to say I doubt myself, but are there times that it's easier to come to myself with kindness and validation than others? Sure. It depends on where I'm at, right? Emotionally, with work, with being a mom, all the things. That doesn't mean that it's wrong, right? I just have to keep practicing. I have to keep flexing that muscle. Also, I don't remember if this was on the podcast it had to have been, but Bug was in the living room with me. Mm-hmm. And I said something to the effect of like, your brain is a really powerful muscle and you have to work it. He's like, mom, you're wrong. It's an organ. And I was like, oh, okay. Yes. I get it. You're smart. <laughs> but like, you still have to work it like a muscle. Okay. You know, like- you know what I don't need today? <laughs> Bug. <laughs> Joseph. A lesson for my seven-year-old. It's okay. a muscle. <laughs> Just kidding. Your teacher taught you wrong. <laughs> dum dum. Hey, perfect example. Uh, right there in shame, spiraling. Yeah. No, that that is so true of like we're sitting here and we're teaching ourselves to validate these negative aspects or these, these quote, negative qualities of who we are, unquote. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily who you are. It's a choice to speak to yourself that way. And so like we said, of like when you first start that um, process, like that, that um, – I'm trying the to reframes. Think, yes, but like, I don't, I'm trying to think of a, the one certain way I wanted to say that, and it's gone. Of like, when you make that conscious effort, that's what I was thinking. When you have, go, go figure the irony. <laughs> when you make that conscious effort to say, okay, I'm going to speak differently to myself. I'm going to speak differently about my actions, about the things that happen, about what goes on in my head. It feels like you said crazy, right? And so one of these things that I, I was listening to a, another therapist talk about on a social media app they were talking about instead of like an I am statement of like, you know, I am powerful, I am successful, I am whatever, whatever it is. Because in the beginning, when you start to switch, you're like, I'm, I feel so far removed from that statement. It doesn't feel real. Think about putting what if in front of it. What if I believed that I was successful? What if I believed that I was powerful? What if I allowed myself to believe that I have everything that I need? What if I allowed myself to believe that I am enough? What would that even look like? Even just to give yourself the the permission to explore that would mm-hmm. feel, I would assume, I would assume it would cultivate some hopefulness. Maybe just even a little tinge, but I think it would cultivate some hopefulness, right? And I think after that statement of what if I became abundant or what if I became successful and you kind of explore that a little bit, then you take it a step further and you, I give these as like journaling prompts to people, but Mm -hmm. then you write a journal entry as if you are already living that life, right? What does that look like? Like no bounds, no restrictions, balls to the wall. Like I want to know everything. Mm -hmm. If you could just live this out, what does that look like? And that in and of itself is giving yourself permission to just explore. And that's a beautiful thing. 
I think that we forget how important it is to vivify a situation or mm-hmm. a, a, a um, future situation for ourselves. Because to me, that's tapping into that inner child work. You are allowing mm-hmm. yourself to explore, to play, to have freedom, to think about all of these different possibilities without the restriction of, you know, what society has said you can and cannot do or what, what parameters you can and cannot operate in. Right. Yep. I, I love, I love that. I love, like, what would that look like? Vivify that. What, what do you, like, and Rachel Hollis talks about that in her Start Today journal. Like, what would you wear? What would be the clothes that you wear? Yeah. Like, what, what, you know, what shoes are you wearing? Like, um, what, what car do you drive? Like, really mm-hmm. trying to imagine this dream life for yourself and then writing those goals as if they've happened. There is, there is power to manifestation, guys, even if you don't want to believe in some of like the spiritual creators on TikTok or some of the like the crystals or the tarot or you know astrology or whatnot Dr. Wayne Dyer talked about the power of intention and all of that a doctor talked about these things these are things that he studied over his whole entire life there is science behind this so it's not just Dude, this, like think of cancer like, patients yes if yes. a cancer patient is under the impression of like I'm done for. This is it. I don't want to fight anymore. Yes. My friend, that can manifest much quicker. Yes. My friend Ashley, my friend Ashley just, um, beat cancer. I was going to say just was diagnosed. She was diagnosed, uh, probably if what feels like maybe nine months ago. Uh, yeah, I feel like it had to be like around nine months, maybe 10 months. And the entire time when I was following her social media journal or journey uh, about through cancer, the entire time it was this, there is no other option. There's Mm -hmm. no other option. I am going to beat this. I am, I will win. There is no, there's no other option. I wholeheartedly believe that that support, that mindset, that mentality of like, no, if this is what it is and when it's done, then I will get through it. No, no questions asked. Like that, it, to me, that changes so much of what people actually go through, what they actually mm-hmm. experience instead of this victim mentality of like, why is this happening to me? Which don't get me wrong. I'm sure at some point in everybody's journey, there is one of those moments, those self-pity moments. It's okay sure. to have those. It's okay to use those to rest and reflect of like, where am I? How far have I come? What's going on? But having that, like, no, there is no other option. Definitely, definitely changes I think the perspective, I mean, you and I were just talking about this, which I mean, it's a separate podcast episode, but like the company that you keep cultivates that mindset for you mm-hmm. of like who you are around is absolutely what you will embody. Those, those qualities, characteristics, what you're around is absolutely what you will start to be and become. Which is why like workplace toxicity is a fucking thing yes. because you spend so much goddamn time there that everybody starts to, like, I mean, in our situation, it was like a trauma bond, right, with what we were dealing with every day, but it was also just, like, the stress of the environment and the politics of the the workplace, and it's just, it, workplace toxicity is very fucking real, and it, like, creeps around, like, mold and just fucking gets everywhere (laughs) it spreads in the darkness (laughs) and it consumes your soul it really does it It really does it does when i when i tell you i i am so thankful for our friendship and i will say this i never in my life steph did i believe that i would leave rogers i didn't Dude, same. 
And not that I didn't want to, right? Because that was always the end goal was to go to outpatient therapy. But, like, in my sure. head, I was just like, it's not feasible. It's not. Yep. You took that step. And you were like, yeah, no, I'm going to do some outpatient therapy at the end of the um, end of the workday. Just have a couple of sessions here and there. And I was like, what? You're going to branch out? That's fucking crazy. That's crazy talk. And then I was like, okay. And then you're like, I'm going to leave and go do that. And I was like, what? <laughs> but I was like, but I want to take you with me. There's no way. <laughs> Steph, there wasn't a choice. Let's be realistic. Like, there was not a fucking choice. I'm going to take you with you. Okay, bitch. The second you were like, I'm going to I'm go. I was like, well, exit strategy immediately. I need to go. Like, the, the, I, I, here's the thing. Guys, I absolutely, there's moments in my life where I can be a leader. Absolutely. And there's moments where I am a follower and I fucking thrive <laughs> in those moments. My sister went to Whitewater. I was like, sure, I'll go to some other colleges. But I'm probably going to go to Whitewater. <laughs> <laughs> done like it just made sense it just made sense for me and I'm so thankful they have an amazing social work program so glad that I went there I had awesome professors I met amazing people shout out Molly my college roommate fucking love her so thankful for our friendship and where it is today but like I I thrive in those moments so then being this is like going back to the whole thought process of like surrounding myself with people who are wanting to push forward and move I'm sitting here like, okay, well, maybe I can do that. And and then I can go out and then we can explore these things. So it's like, it is so important to be with other people who are going to push those limits that you place on yourself. And that I think could kind of go into this external validation, right? So I think yes. there can be multiple different versions of external validation. And I'd like to start with um, the positive or socially acceptable ones first, because there is a dark side to external validation, which we'll get to. Yes. Um, yes, there is. But like this external validation of maybe seeing somebody doing something and it, it matches or aligns with your goals, but maybe it feels like there's no way that you could do that. So then maybe that looks like you having a conversation with your best friend of like, you know, I think I want to, I think I want to join you. I think I want to come with some of that external validation will come from that of like, yes, the fuck you can, you can absolutely sure. do this. Absolutely. The, the, the same, uh, whenever somebody tries to talk to me about budgeting, I, I knew nothing. I knew fucking nothing about budgeting. Yeah. I knew that there was bills coming in and there was bills going out, money coming in and mm-hmm. money going out. Right. But I just never paid attention to it. Cause I was like, I'm going to be an asshole and I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. I never really realize like, okay, you've got to sit down, you got to focus, you got to plan, whatever. Right. So Steph, my other friend, Steph taught me, taught me how to do that. And I'm fucking so grateful for her and just a wonderful human being sitting down with me through the, the entirety of learning how to budget. Right. And then now when I sit there and I say all these things, I praise her on Facebook because I love, you know, verbal praise and recognition. So I definitely try to so- show up for other people that way too, of like, Hey, my best friend, Steph laid this budget out and now your girl is right. Right. Mm-hmm. So then that gets people to then write on, on, um, the status maybe of like, Hey, can you help me? Blah, blah, blah. Or like, Oh, I wish I could do that. Then I give that external validation back of like, if I can fricking do it so can you I am not sure there's no magic behind this it is literally simplistic you just have to want it bad enough you have to Mm -hmm. want it and the same goes with anything like diet new job new car savings plan getting a house starting a family the family thing is kind of like that's kind of separate because you can't will somebody into being with you but like sure you can get what I'm saying like so uh, that external validation and maybe 
maybe it's almost too like fact checking with somebody, right? Of like, Hey, what are your thoughts on this? Am I viewing this in the right perception that I think Mm -hmm. that I could do X, Y, Z, or, you know, maybe that external validation looks like that person, um, not checking you, but being able to say, Hey, you have three jobs. I don't think a fourth job right now is the best. So maybe, you know, we make an exit strategy for one of your jobs and then you're able to pick up this other job or expand space in another job. Does that make sense? Yes. When you were talking earlier about like the dark side to validation, I had a couple thoughts. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I know where you're going with that, but I was also thinking in regards to surrounding yourself with people that, you know, give you good energy and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? Don't surround yourself with people who are going to validate you acting a motherfucking fool. Amen. Okay? Amen. Straight up. I don't like, want no yes men. I don't want no, no yes men. Don't just validate me because we're friends and I'm out here doing dumb shit looking like a fucking idiot, but you're going to mm-hmm. be like, yes, girl, do it. Blah, blah, blah. Like, no. You look so good. No, you don't. No. Drunk no. at 2 a.m. in a Burger King parking lot and your soul is in a Walmart parking lot. What are you doing? Get right. in the car. Right. And then, you know, working where we worked, we had to talk a lot with families about um, secondary gains with yeah. some of their kids' behaviors, yeah. right? Secondary gains is when they do something for a reaction mm-hmm. from people. And it's generally not a safe or appropriate thing to do. And that's not an easy conversation to have, right? But Mari and I are both very similar therapists when it comes to if you're making a mistake or if you're doing something that's harmful, we're going to let you know. Mm-hmm. And we're going to let you know that that's not appropriate and we got to do something else. Like we have to change something at this point. Um, but I think in terms of internal versus external validation, I think a lot of times people don't realize that they seek it so much from other people that it becomes their whole identity that they can't function without the validation and it's because they don't give it to themselves. Mm -hmm. So they yearn to hear somebody say good job or they yearn to hear somebody say um, whatever the validation may be. Mm -hmm. Like they can only function by getting it from other people. And here's the thing, you guys, y'all can't control what other people do and don't do. So for you to put all your eggs in that basket of like, I'm going to get validation from this person, you're fucking setting yourself up to fail. And for what? That is such a perfect segue into the one topic that we were talking about before we started. So that right there, you continuously putting your eggs in all these other baskets, asking these people these things, you're learning not to trust yourself. Before mm-hmm. I expound, expand that thought a little bit, but also putting your, your eggs into all these other baskets. So I only get validation for my significant other. I only get validation for my family. I only get validation for my friends. Those are my sources of validation. I don't validate myself. I get it from other people. What happens when those people leave? What happens when yep. those people are upset with you? What happens when X, Y, Z? You, your identity is tied to identity, self-worth. All of those things are mm-hmm. tied to those other people. Then what? That's a mm-hmm. scary fucking place to be. Mm-hmm. Or what happens if the one time I do something that I think is cool, but they don't think it's as cool, and then I'm crushed. Right. And it goes back to who you surround yourself with. Yep. Because what would it, what would it have looked like if when you came to me and you were like, hey, I'm going to do two nights um, or start with a night and start working out patient therapy. What if I was like, oh, my God, you're not going to be able to do that. That's so much time away <laughs> from your family. That's so seriously like there's no you're going to be so stressed out. You're not even going to be able to rest and recharge. I would not do that. What? Ew. 
my dialogue my dialogue would have been like, bitch, fuck you. If like, you I'm gonna do it. Shut, not who you wrong. Right. If you don't <laughs> shut the fuck up, like what? Like, I I cannot even imagine being in a situation, a relationship, a friendship with someone and being like, mm, I don't think you should do that. But bro, there are people like that. I know. <laughs> I know. I like so especially as a teen hey as a teen I was that person I was absolutely that person when I was like 12 13 I was like oh my god if they don't want to do it I don't want to do it oh my god you guys want to play basketball oh, god, are you kidding? I'm gonna play basketball and then at 13 I was like I fucking suck enough is enough why am I mm-hmm. playing basketball I hate it I hate basketball mm-hmm. it's the worst I'm so bad my hand-eye coordination what I am white white like there's no way and I was like why am I doing this I like playing volleyball why don't I play volleyball Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to continue with just volleyball and fuck basketball. What the hell? Anyways, segue. So, like we were saying, I want to expand on the thought of that when we're putting all our eggs in these baskets, we learn not to trust ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. How, and this was a question that I'm proposing that Steph proposed before we were talking, so I'll let Steph expand on the thought a bit. The thought a bit. Fuck. So... When you were younger, mm-hmm. tell me, tell me if Pa ever was like, there's nothing to cry about. <laughs> yes. Uh, and my ma. Like, yeah. let's be honest, ma. I, like, I know you I, listen to this. Yeah. Like, or, the, or the infamous. To. Yes. Or the infamous, I'll give you something to cry about. But that's something different. <laughs> yes. I literally, I've said that once to Sol, and I was like, why did that leave my mouth? I apologized immediately. I was like, I'm so sorry. That was so uncalled for. And she was like, it's okay. I was like, it is not okay. She was like, I think you're stressed out, mom. I was like, what the fuck? I am. I'm going to go to my you're room. You're not wrong. <laughs> I was you're like, not accurate. Wrong. Valid. Valid. Thank you. Right. So going back to it, though, if your parental figure says to you, there's nothing to cry about, you know, little baby you is like, well, if my so-and-so says there's nothing to cry about, then why am I crying? I must be doing something wrong. Yes. Right. Or the infamous, mom, I'm hungry. No, you're not. You just ate. It sounds simple, right? Like, because here's the thing. My kid, I swear to fuck, this whole school year has left the goddamn classroom 872 times a day to get a snack. And I'm like, bro, there's no fucking way you're that hungry all day. It's because you're bored, right? So there would be times I would invalidate him and say, you're not hungry, you just ate. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. If you go back and really think about what's that what that's like i'm telling somebody not to listen to his internal bodily cues mm-hmm. that he is hungry mm-hmm. right and maybe not every time he said he was hungry he sure. was but that will lead to him doubting when his stomach growls well mom said i wasn't hungry last time so i'm probably not hungry now that like compounds over and over and over into many other things right so mm-hmm. if he's feeling sad about something and I don't necessarily think that there is a reason, quote unquote, to feel sad about it. He may not feel comfortable coming to talk to me about it because the last time I told him, well, there's no reason to be upset. There's no reason to cry about it. Why are you upset? That doesn't matter, right? I try really, really hard every day, no matter what the emotion is, to assure him, like, no, bubs, like, your feelings are valid. You are allowed to feel those things. And again, reiterating, it's how you respond to these feelings that we have to really look at, right? I mean, he's an emotional kid. Yeah. Girl, both of these kids are. And I, I realistically attribute it to the fact that we're therapists, honestly. I swear uh, to God. Yeah. That's it. 
So when we were, before we even started recording, I was like, wait, um, but before we go on, I want to talk about, because I have absolutely said that to Sophia, and like, yes. so what do you do then when she come when he comes, like, and says, like, I'm hungry, and you know they're not hungry. She's like, well, then I say, like, I, you know, we just ate bubs, I think that maybe you should have some water. I was like, what does he say when water doesn't do anything? Because that's what Sophia says. She's like, oh, water's not going to fix it. And I'm like, I know in my adult brain that you need some effing water because you've had literally two ounces today. Mm-hmm. So have some MFing water. But then she, water not going to help anything. And then, so then she said that she has said to bug before that, you know, I... I feel like I see some signs of boredom. I feel like we might be eating out of boredom. That's not a good coping skill. And so then that kind of prompts this, well, what is that? Kind of a teachable moment. Not kind yep. of. It is. It is a teachable moment. Rather than this this invalidation and complete shutdown. And mm-hmm. so please know that when we're talking about these things, it's not like we're like, um, I never, my kid never asked me that. Like, he's never born I'm in the eating. I'm farthest. Like, yeah. Literally. Like, my, no, Sophia has carrots for lunch. And then, um, see salmon for dinner and egg whites for breakfast like no <laughs> no other day she had some cereal um I, or the other day I didn't feed her breakfast and <laughs> she went to my sister's house she's like you didn't feed her breakfast I was like dude I forgot <laughs> I like we've been busy <laughs> like so please no no judgment we just get to talk through these things before we get on here <laughs> so yes that's why I wanted to point that out too because I was like but what do you say then because <laughs> she says it all the time so. I do try to use a lot of these things as teachable moments for him and in the capacity that he can handle it as, at an almost eight-year-old level, right? Like my kid's very smart, but it's interesting. The perfectionist masterclass that I'm taking with um, Big Life Journal is very eye-opening in the sense of it talks a lot about <clears throat> obviously how and what you say to your kid and how they can internalize those things, Um so many things are being pointed out to me that I'm like, wow, I do do that. Or like in a good way, right? Where I'm like, oh, I am on the right track. Like I'm doing the right things, quote unquote. But like, even as a therapist, we don't have all the answers, especially when you're like in the moment. Mm-hmm. Literally, you know? we don't. And I then use that as a teachable moment to go back and say, I'm sorry. That was not Mm -hmm. okay for me. That wasn't okay for me to talk to you like that. It wasn't okay for me to treat you like that. None of that was okay. And well, it's okay, mom. No, it's not. No, Mm -hmm. it is not. And I'm sorry, period. And so that's also then teaching her to learn forgiveness. You you choose if you want to forgive. You choose if you want to, you know, stay mad or be mad or upset for a little bit. And that's okay. Because that's a, it's a natural consequence of my action. It's a natural consequence of me possibly being disrespectful and or vice versa. Like, mm-hmm. you come out and you say some slick shit out of your mouth. Like, well, now you can go sit in your room for the next 15 minutes and do absolutely fucking nothing. And, you know, yeah. natural consequence. Don't say slick shit out of the side of your mouth. <laughs> yes. So. Facts. Hopefully, how do you help somebody oh, who... I was just going to say, how do you help somebody who has only ever sought out external validation? It's a very good question. I think the thought process of learning how to internally validate yourself looks, or can look so overwhelming. It can look um, like, 
I just signed up for a half marathon and I need to run it tomorrow. That's what it can look like, right? But Mm -hmm. here's the thing. Here's how you get through any race, through any day, through any life. It is literally one step at a time. So I -hmm. say, okay, let's focus on one thing. One thing that you think that you're okay at or that you feel neutral about. Let's focus on that one thing and let's build from there. And like, so I do like the I am statements or writing the goals as if they've already happened. So like writing it in the present tense. But I realistically do. I love the way that that woman phrased this of like, what if... So, you know, I am beautiful can feel really overwhelming for somebody with body dysmorphia. That can be really triggering. So if we change the thought process of like, what if I saw myself as beautiful? What if I saw myself as unconventionally beautiful? What if I allowed myself to feel beautiful? Like there's many different ways that we can word that to be able to explore it. And then it creates, instead of this pressure of like, well, I have to feel this way. It creates this, this is a thought. Let's explore it. Let's have fun Mm -hmm. with this. Let's play with it a little bit. And if it gets overwhelming and scary, I can back out of it. I can come out. It's not that I have to be these things. So I think starting in one area and starting in one area, another thing that I like to do is really pay attention to the way that you speak to yourself Mm -hmm. in order to build anything to me in therapy any type of good foundation we have to be nicer to ourselves people are like well they don't ask me this because I don't think that I go around exuding confidence and I'm not meaning that as a dig I just this is still a work in progress for me but like when I look at other people who are very confident and some of the things like TED talks I've watched or you know some webinars or things like that I think one thing that has come up is that you know I want self-confidence how do you get that what I have found is that 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 baseline answer is you have to be nice to yourself Mm-hmm. You have to be nice. Like, no no CEO is out there just fucking raking in the money because they're like, well, sometimes I'm good at this. Sure. They're like, no, I know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm good at this. And mm-hmm. here's the thing. If they don't, they're literally just using, like, that. Uh, I don't like the fake it till you make it. But they're using that, like... Um, like writing the goals as if they've already happened. They're manifesting that shit of like, I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to, I will figure it out. I'm good. Like there is no other option. I will succeed. So that's, that's the other thing. You can definitely start focused on one thing, one area, but also be nicer to yourself. And when you Mm -hmm. find yourself starting to slip up or like, Oh, that was, I'm so stupid. Blah, blah, blah. blah. No, reframe it in that moment to yourself out loud. I can't tell you how many times in the car I am driving by myself. Maybe I missed the turn. Case in point last week, I literally both days missed the turn on the street to go to Sophia's summer camp. Both days, literally a street that I've grown up around my whole entire life. And I just blow past it. I end up like over on 16th. I'm like, Whoa, I am so far out of the way. (laughs) Like, what am I doing? She probably saw a squirrel and I literally was, I was drinking my coffee. I was talking. So wanted me to put on a song and then I was like, how about you just sing it? And then I was like, I immediately regret that decision. But here we are like on, on 16th street, like, wow, I am not anywhere I need to be. So I said, uh, that was a mistake. That was a stupid mistake. And Sophia was like, mom, you are not stupid. I said, honey, I did not say I was stupid. I said that was a stupid mistake. I am smart. I know what I'm doing and I know where I need to go. I wasn't paying attention and that's a stupid mistake. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Learning to reframe it right in that moment. Catch it when it's fresh. Like, you're not going to punish your dog for something it did a week ago. So why right. are we doing that to ourselves? Like, we catch that in the moment. Catch the, catch it in the moment. Don't be like, remember that time a couple of months ago when you did this? 
Because then what that turns into is a shame spiral of like, yeah, yep. oh my God, here's another time when you did that. Oh my God, remember when you failed here? Nobody has time for that. I think the only thing to add to it that I tell people is just to focus on what you are doing versus what you're not. If you're always focused on what you're not doing, you're never going to feel confident in yes. yourself or comfortable or validated. Yes. Right? And then be intentional. And when you meet those goals, you fucking praise yourself. There is nothing wrong with saying I'm proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. I want that to become a normal thing that people can say, I just fucking aced my test and I'm so proud of myself. Or I got up and took a shower today and I've been depressed for a week and I'm proud of myself. Yes. Yes. That's great. Validate that because you know what this also goes back to? Cognitive errors. Can't tell you how many, can't tell you how many. And when we said that was literally the bread and butter of our therapy practice, we weren't freaking kidding. It shows up every single session. I cannot tell you how many people I'm like, you validate that for yourself. You got up and you did an action that said, I love me. Mm -hmm. Mari, I took a shower. That's not a big deal. I said, yes, it is. Yes, it is. You literally last week wanted to end your life. And today you Mm -hmm. did something that showed you that you mattered. It is that big of a deal. It does deserve validation. And you're not going to tell me otherwise. Dude, when I have anxious teenagers who take the initiative to reach out to a teacher. Oh my God, I praise the fuck out of them. Because it's terrifying for them, right? Like it is absolutely terrifying. And I'm like, bro, why didn't you tell me? Like, that's a huge deal. And they're like, well, I don't know. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I'm like, what? That's huge. Yes. You made like a very adult decision to reach out and say, hey, I made a mistake. What can I do to fix it? That's humongous. Yes. Yes. I agree wholeheartedly. When somebody sends an email to a boss, when somebody sets a a boundary with their husband or wife or partner, kids, a friend, all of those things are so huge. Mm Mm-hmm. I hope that this episode was comforting and validating and all yes. the things. Yes. That's all we ever want, obviously. If there are questions about validation, if you guys have topics that you want to see covered on the podcast, again, we are so responsive to that. Like what two weeks ago somebody asked and we recorded it that week like we are so I told her and she was like what I'm famous and I was like yeah we shouted you out dude she's like oh fuck I'm so excited (laughs) I love that I love it (laughs) yes so if you want your shout out give us a topic because you know I'm not doing another MF and shout out unless it's about a topic I'm just kidding (laughs) I'm just kidding I'm literally gonna run down the list of cousins grandma grandpa hey grandma love you (laughs) oh one of my aunts plays that for her (laughs) that's awesome yes okay we love you guys. Find us on social media at Rewriting Her Story Podcast on Instagram. I am at B B E A underscore or what am I? Yes, <laughs> underscore XL. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Underscore XL eleven. Yes. I'm telling you, I don't pay attention to that one. That's <laughs> terrible. And then Steph is at Spooky Fit Mom thirteen. Yes, and we will see you on the flip side with episode 20. Oh my God. All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye.